0: I'm Denise, I'm the Scottish One, and she's a non-fiction editor, and I'm Louise, the English One, and she's a fiction editor, and together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Editing Podcast, so go on Louise, straight in there, tell everyone what we're talking about this week. Hello. Yes, so
1: we thought we'd move away from the process of editing this week and look at how writers can use audio. Mm. Denise and I love chatting about marketing and (laughs) we're in love with podcasting and since audio is so huge right now and it's not going anywhere but up, it makes sense to have a look at how you as a writer can use it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to chat about six ways you can use audio for engagement. Though I will say that we're not going to include audiobooks specifically, not today anyway, but we do have an episode planned on that for a future season. So the thing about audio is that audiences absolutely love sound. I think mm. especially because they can do something else at the same time, which makes it food for the time hungry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the first option is that um, if you have a book, you could narrate a sample chapter for the purpose of book promotion. That's such a lovely way to offer your fans the personal touch for no other reason than they get to hear your voice. Mm. It's like Amazon's Look Inside feature with your voice attached. Yeah, And it isn't the same as a full audio book. It's a completely different kettle of fish. A, a pro voice artist um, called Ray Greenlee told me how challenging it is to create a high quality audio book yourself, one that's fit for market and done to the highest standards. Mm. There's a ton of equipment to think about, never mind noise dampening, the time involved, the fluency of the narration and the editing of the file. Ray says that the author who takes that on in an audiobook has a will of iron and more than just a talent for writing.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true because good quality narration is a very different skill to writing. Yeah, the is. thing is though, with a sample chapter, you don't need to worry about any of that. It's a yeah. taster, it's a way for your audience to enter the world you're created via the sound of your own voice. And because you, the author, are providing all the emphasis and tone of voice, listeners know their experience in the world you created exactly the way you intended it
1: yeah and they'll forgive you if you stammer or mispronounce a word or stumble halfway through a sentence and have to go back to the beginning they won't mind if the dog barks or a siren wails or your office chair squeaks because you're engaging with them speaking to them whereas Mm -hmm. that's not what someone will tolerate if they've bought an audiobook now I'm not saying any old audiophile will do. If the sirens, dogs and stumbles are so frequent that the sample <laughs> is painful to engage it with, then you'll do yourself no favours. But a little blip here and there is fine. I mean, we know all about that. <laughs>
0: just, I was just thinking <laughs> that a, absolutely. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think these kinds of audio samples are just like written ones. They're, they're little gifts from the author to your reader. And, and I think they're charming and generous. And, mm. and your fans will love the fact that you've taken the time to record one for them. I agree.
1: So something like SoundCloud is brilliant if you want to host the audio file externally because it won't cost you anything if you use the free option. There is a limit on how much free content you can upload, but it's worth investigating <laughs> as a first step. But you could record on your phone and upload load to your website too
0: and all for free. Yeah, yeah. We use the reporter app when we're recording live, don't we, Louise? Yeah. It is excellent. Yeah, yeah. And when we're recording from our desktops, we use Skype, which is free and works very well. Um, other options that we've used are Zoom, Clean Feed and YouTube. For YouTube, just include a thumbnail picture of your book cover and your face. And that will make it look pretty.
1: YouTube is a great option if you think um, uploading an audio file natively to your website will slow down load times. Mm. Instead, you can just embed a link and host the content on your YouTube channel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Now, just in case your audience does click through to YouTube, make sure you include all the relevant book buy links under the video on your channel. And include closed captions for those who want to
1: listen without watching i know that sounds daft but it happens a lot i'll pop a link into the show notes that shows um, you how to edit the captions that youtube generates automatically you can do it in word which is far easier and it's free
0: yeah see we ended up talking about editing after all yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the other thing to mention is that you don't need an expensive mic either you can probably get away with a headset mic system for around 25 pounds Try different options and see what gives the best results. We've both got Rode lavalier mics and they're fantastic.
1: Can I just mention PowerPoint too? That's actually brilliant for recording audio. Um, Mm. Again, you just need a mic. So what you could do is narrate the sample and you could even add in some relevant illustrations or images to a slideshow. I quite like this idea because you could spread the narration over several slides. Um, PowerPoint is brilliant because it allows you to record audio on a slide-by-slide basis and that means if you mess up You only have to re-record one slide's worth of narration, not the whole lot.
0: Oh yeah, it makes such a difference. You don't have to start from the beginning again, do you? Yeah, yeah. It's a really good point. And I suspect a lot of authors wouldn't necessarily think of using PowerPoint to promote their books, especially fiction writers, but it is great, this kind of thing. Yeah. So the second option is similar to the first, but it's more relevant for non-fiction authors. And here we're talking about giveaways free audio content that's usable and that solves a problem. This is such a powerful offering and it goes well beyond the plot taster of a novel.
1: It really is. So, Mm. for example, imagine you've self-published a marketing book for small businesses. One of the chapters is dedicated to pay-per-click the chapter outlines the principles behind ppc advertising and offers guidance on which businesses would or wouldn't benefit from this strategy and why Mm -hmm. so what you could do is create an audio version of this chapter and because it's something that your target audience can listen to and use to make informed decisions about an aspect of their digital promotion strategy they're compelled to buy the written version and extract all of your words of wisdom.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that means you've repurposed valuable business content, but in a really deeply sort of personalised way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so our next recommendation is to host a live sound event. Readers love live author events. Yeah. The
1: Norwich branch of Waterstones has hosted a stack of live author readings. I've been to see Garth Nix, Jonathan Pinnock, Alison Moore, Sophie Hannah, Julia Habelin. They were amazing, but not every indie author can get into the bigger bookstores.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So audio democratises things, doesn't it? Now, because you're live, you're recreating the feeling of a bookshop event because the audience gets to talk to you afterwards and ask questions. Ideally, you'd want to record the stream so that it's available as archive content afterwards.
1: And this is a great alternative for authors who like the idea of live streaming, but for whom live video has them sprinting towards the bathroom, <laughs> like me. And, and there's another thing. If your internet's a bit rubbish and you're worried the stream will fall apart halfway through your broadcast, audio's better because it uses lower bandwidth. Um, so it's less likely to cut out on you. It's much yeah. more stable.
0: Absolutely. We've had this experience when recording this show. Mm. And I know we're not live in this situation, but it's a good example of the bandwidth issue. Louise is based in Norwich and I'm in Glasgow, so we're hundreds of miles apart. And we always start out having a chat with Skype's video switched on, but as soon as we start recording, we go to audio only and the sound quality is so much better. So, what are the options? Mixler is one low-cost solution and there was talk about Facebook Live offering audio only, but I think that idea seems to have died.
1: Yeah, I've not heard anything more about it. Um, Maybe they're just finding too much success with the... <laughs> visual thing. It's a Everything shame though, is, yeah. um, because um, I, I do think they're kind of missing a trick there. Yeah. Um, now, the thing about live audio streaming is it's public and obviously live. You mm-hmm. don't get to edit if things go wrong, which is great because it adds emotion and excitement to the event, but requires not a little courage. So yeah. make sure you have some friends in on the gig who will have your back if you're new to this type of engagement. Mm-hmm. So one of the best things about reader-facing author events is that fans can get a signed copy of the book. In the digital
0: world, this is tricky. Yeah, yeah. So how about this is an alternative? Get some promo postcards printed, the front featuring your book's cover, and then at the end of the live, invite people to email you with their postal addresses if they'd like to receive a postcard with a personal message or dedication. You could team this up with an invitation to join your mailing list so that they don't miss out on future events.
1: Yeah I like that idea. So the next option is to broadcast an interview. This requires a little more effort but it's worth it because it allows you to talk about the journey of your book and your journey as a writer. You'll need an interviewer and a script. Now it's tempting for the inexperienced sound eventer to think that a script will detract from the flow and authority of the broadcast. It won't. A Mm. script ensures everything stays on track, that the questions and answers are remembered and that Neither of you end up rambling off on a tangent or fall off a pregnantly paused cliff. <laughs>
0: yeah, like we do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could do a swap with a fellow author, perhaps. Someone from your writing group, maybe. You interview them and then they return the favour. And that way you both get to promote your book and share your thoughts on the challenges and joys of writing and self-publishing. SoundCloud is a good option here, or YouTube but there's nothing to stop you using any of the podcast platforms and if you're planning on doing audio regularly then that's the way to go we'll talk about podcasting in a moment but how about using your voice for sign-ups?
1: now there's an article that we both read called nine ways to use audio the author <laughs> digital marketer steve cartwright says when your target audience clicks to get more information for your products and services do you think it would make a difference if you were actually talking to them with your voice to explain what you have to offer Mm,
0: it's so much more personalized isn't it Yeah. yeah most writers are probably already building a mailing list perhaps you include links at the end of your written books blog articles and website book pages that encourage people to sign up to your newsletter this is the perfect test whether you can increase your sign up rates by using your voice to ask your reader join the party.
1: And if you're not building a mailing list, consider these wise words of experience from full-time self-published crime writer, Jeff Carson. He says, I have a a newsletter email list. This is one of those things I heard people preaching, but never did anything about. It took me four freaking books to finally put my email (laughs) list in place. But I finally did. And that's when I was finally able to write full time. It only took two days to write and publish a short story, which I gave away on my blog as a thank you. If somebody signs up for the new release newsletter. Now, when I have a new release, I launch the thousands of people versus dropping it into a field of crickets. And
0: that's just that's so, just yeah. clear evidence there of the difference yeah, it yeah. makes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So how about doing the same thing, but asking people to join that newsletter with your voice? So the final thing that we want to suggest is of course podcasting. And if you haven't explored this and it sounds complicated, rest assured that it's not. We were amazed at how easy it is to manage the technical side of things. Yeah. So
1: we started with Libsyn, which was fantastic. But last year we moved to
0: Captivate Mm
1: -hmm. and we love it. For an affordable monthly fee, I think we pay about 15 quid between the two of us. Mm -hmm. We get the editing podcast fed through to all the major distribution platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and a whole other ton of aggregators.
0: Yeah, yeah, and this plus, the stats are amazing. You don't have to pay extra to get the full picture, um, which you often do with other platforms. And Mm. the customer service really is excellent, yeah.
1: And it's a really user friendly platform, too. I find it really straightforward to upload content and access the information we want. Now, this is only worth doing if you plan on broadcasting regularly, but if you like the idea of it, I think it's worth exploring.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but there are some additional things that need to be thought about if you do go down the audio route. So first, if you fancy adding some animation to your audio, take a look at the music visualisation video creator.
1: Second, don't forget to include discount coupons and book buy links under your audio stream wherever
0: you host it. Third, always include a call to action so your listener knows exactly what you'd like them to do. And finally, be available to your readers. Let them know how they can contact
1: you. OK, so that's Mm -hmm. a whiz through audio. Now it's time for Editing bites, the regular bit of the show where we each recommend a favorite resource that we hope you'll find useful. So Denise, you
0: kick off. So mine is the weekly Twitter chat, um, hashtag IndieAuthorChat, which is hosted Ah. by our friend Tim Lewis on Wednesdays at 8pm GMT, 3pm Eastern and 9pm Central European Time. It's a really lively hour, and each week there's a guest doing a Q&A on a different aspect of being an indie author.
1: That's great. I've been on that.
0: Yeah, I've been invited. I haven't Have been you? on it yet, though. <laughs> Have you? When yeah. are you on? I don't know yet. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. That well, was good fun. Yeah. And mine is right to be Published by Nicola Morgan. I think this is something that every... Um, I think it's a book that should be on every editor and writer's bookshelf. Morgan is all about investing time in the basics of story and line level craft that will make a book meet publishing industry standards and make it a a more compelling proposition for traditional publishers and agents. Plus, (laughs) maybe best of all, Morgan has a wicked
0: sense of humour <laughs> that, that always helps doesn't it yeah, yeah. it does yeah. <laughs> great so that's it for this week we hope you've enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening to the editing podcast you can rate, review and subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whichever platform you prefer
1: and as always we've put all the links we've mentioned in the show notes so you can grab everything there when you want to Bye-bye. Bye bye bye